0: Welcome one and all to the greatest wrestling show on the planet, as hosted by your wily veterans, Will Macklin and Braden Mayhew, as well as the next generation cohorts, The Beast from BC, Alec Miskey, and the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon.
1: This is Wrestling...
0: Welcome inside the CKDJ studios for wrestling with ideas here on CKDJ 107.9 Ottawa's new music, I am the man they call Gibby, exactly given. Alongside me is the beast for BC Alec Miskey, and uh, it is going to be a good one. Alec, you are still not talking. How are you doing, my man? Yes. That's going on the list, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on the list? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I thought you would have liked it. You stupid it. idiot.
0: Oh, wait, what?
1: It. Ah, yes. I know. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, been a favorite. That's basically all the fun we're going to have on the show. Now to talk about Raw. Oh,
0: God. Let's talk about Raw. I didn't enjoy this show. I didn't. Um the only thing that was really good about this show was the main event, which was the women's title matchup. Um, that yeah. was uh Sasha with Charlotte. Yeah. That was a really good match. It was probably one of their
1: better matches. How many times can they do the same match though?
0: I think one more time is what they're gonna do. It sounds like they're going to do uh it sounds like they're going to do Charlotte versus Sasha in Hell in a Cell.
1: Yeah, at the pay per view. Yeah. Coming up in what, two weeks? A yeah. week?
0: Yeah. So, uh, I think two weeks. So, that's coming up.
1: It's really hard to keep track of the pay-per-views now after the brand split.
0: Yeah. So much so that uh, I think we need to get some new people on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we got a solution for okay. everyone's SmackDown fiction.
0: Yeah, well, we are going to try and fix the SmackDown problem. We will continue to do the Raw reviews, but we're going to get some new people in to talk over SmackDown. And boy, are we giving them a huge pass by giving them SmackDown.
1: I know. I mean, like, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm not interested in Raw or the Raw pay-per-view or who's on Raw anymore. I really care about SmackDown. Yeah. And we never get to talk about it. Nope. never get We to got to deal with three hours of, at least we get cruiserweights and
0: some good women's wrestling.
1: You know what we should do? We should be so kind to our uh, SmackDown cohorts that we'll give them TNA for free.
0: Ooh! well, oh make it added into the package. I like.
1: Yeah, yeah, very nice. But uh, as a result, we get New Japan.
0: Oh yes, and Reign of Honor.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. we
0: we get Reign of Honor and New Japan because it's only fair.
1: And I mean, we might see eye to eye to part ways with. Uh, CZW, but I think we'll need yeah. to keep PWG.
0: Oh yes, PWG. Every
1: new PWG show will uh, and uh, and they can have Chikara. Yeah, they'll they'll take Chikara. You know what? They <laughs> can take all the Indies. Yeah, no, take no, no, no. We'll take WCPW. Okay, we'll take WCPW because so, we did. That's fun to say.
0: WCPW, yeah, especially when Pacitti goes WCPW General Manager.
1: Yeah, it's, I <laughs> love that interview. That was a phenomenal listen. Go back to last week and check it out. It was great. It was a very fun
0: interview, and he's a he Pacitti as well. Just a super nice guy. I mean, uh, not to uh, break kayfabe here, but uh, we had a lot of technical troubles at the beginning. And let me tell you, the patience of Adam Pacini dealing with our incompetence, it was fantastic.
1: I'm sure he was just like, it's okay.
0: <laughs> He's getting promotion for the uh, upcoming WC- WCPW pay-per-view. It's it called IV Loaded? Uh, no, it's uh, Refuse to Lose.
1: All right, Loaded's their weekly show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, their weekly shows have actually been much better than Raw.
1: <laughs> well, they have really good house shows. and. Yeah. You can't say that, about and WWE. they get good crowds. Yeah, they w- got really good crowds. WWE doesn't do a house show anymore; it's all stadium events.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they do the, I mean, they do the SmackDown live events and all that stuff. I mean, those technically count as house shows, but they don't do very well on those house show numbers anymore. Like, there's a lot of empty seats now, which is kind of got me concerned. Which is, which it's it's weird. I think more people are starting to leave WWE because independent wrestling promotions their attendance has just been skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. And I think it's just because fans are just so tired of seeing the same stuff, it's and it's and it's affecting the ratings, too, because nobody wants to sit around for three hours watching a show that, quite frankly, is super... It, they're underachieving. And no no insult at all to the wrestlers, heck, even the writers, but it's like... The the wrestlers don't have much to work with yeah. in terms of character. I mean, to me, it goes on both ends. The writers don't write them the good stuff, and the characters aren't as strong as they were in the '90s. Whether it be because of that Vince McMahon influence, or whether it be because they're, as some people say, they're not as willing, they're not as. Uh,
1: willing to go over the top, that sort of deal, and and make a fuss about things. I think it also has to do with the fact that a lot of indie promotions aren't uh, the matches aren't designed around a uh, film. Mm-hmm. Uh, schedule in the sense that, like, you have to time your spots out, know exactly when you want to transition, like, between them and how long it's going to take. And if, like, you are going long or if it's going to be short for some reason, like, you know how to make up for that. Because, mm-hmm. like, with the WWE programming format, you're given, like, this set time that your match is going to be, and you have to fall within that. Mm-hmm. But, like, with an indie match, it's like, okay, you guys got 20 minutes. So it's like, you can be 18, you could be 22. Mm-hmm. They're not really going to freak out too, too much if you go over and you can, like, if you ever listen to the, the call, to cor- <clears throat> excuse me, the call to Cornette podcast. Like yes. Jim, the Jim Cornette-, Cornette experience. I love yeah. Him. I love Jim Cornette. Yeah. He's the angriest person in the world. I'd love to get him on here. If only his mouth was a little cleaner. <laughs> Not radio friendly guy. Great guy, though. Oh, yeah. Like, great insight. But he will always uh, just lay into the indies because whenever an indie star comes up, they don't know how to work television. Right. And it's understandable. You got to go through developmental though for that, and like, yeah. there's really no process for smaller groups like ROH and uh, CZW and PWG. Which yeah, they film their events and stuff like that. But if they're doing an actual structured pay per view event, then it's just it yeah, it just gets I mean, thrown out the window.
0: Uh, yeah, and and Reign of Honor has been getting better at that. And I think with some more of the talents that are coming in, because there are some talents like I think Shinsuke Nakamura was ready to go. Yeah. No matter what uh, because New, New Japan was used to that sort of format and and he was just a huge star there in general I think the the reason why they have these guys go through developmental uh, is because of the whole Sin effect Uh, because, uh, when they signed Sin Cara, they thought he was good enough to be in WWE. And then obviously, you know, we got the memes of him botching all over the place, right? He was such a huge star. People forget just how big of a star he was for CMLL in 2006, 2007. He beat John Cena in terms of being the biggest draw in wrestling in the world at one point in the Wrestling Observer, uh, newsletter awards, like biggest, uh, wrestler draw. It's like people forget just how big this guy was, and now uh, they're in a situation when they brought in, brought him in, they thought that he was just ready to go, and then obviously he couldn't translate the lucha libre style and morph it into uh, the WWE style. And of course, you know, when you're a big star for so long, you start to act like a big star.
1: Yeah, um, he kind but, of had that attitude. Yeah,
0: and he had and, and apparently he had that attitude problem. Again, these are just reports. If the real sing, if the original Sinkara is listening to this somehow some way, uh I think you botched, I think you listening to the wrong podcast, <laughs> but uh we're uh but yeah, essentially it's like uh that's why they've got these guys going through the developmental system, and no. I think that's why I, that's why I'm fine when guys go to developmental because even if they just need a little seasoning like Finn Balor or Kevin Owens, or Kevin Owens exactly, yeah. Sami
1: Zayn that sort of stuff, with, Adrian Neville. With Kevin Owens, it was more a fact of conditioning more so than like needing to get used to working a certain method. Like his matches were. But at that point in his ROH career, they were just like down to a fine science. Yeah. Especially his final feud with Silas Young. Yeah. That was a great feud. Mm-hmm. The last real man in wrestling, Silas Young. Love you. We'd um, love to have him on the show, by It'd the way. be great. It'd <laughs> be great. He'd be so angry and he'd smack us around. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have people, like you said, Sin Cara, or even worse is the, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember his name right now. It's just stumping me anyways, but Calisto? yeah, oh, kalisto has been pretty bad, mm. but I don't want to pick on all the luchas <laughs> Yeah, they're they're not that terrible, but you get at The end of the day is you have to have people that know the system that they're working within And if you kind of bring in an outsider bringing someone that doesn't know what they're doing Then it just all gets thrown out the window. Yeah, and it's just it's just awful but you know, I want to move on to something that I have a great deal of schadenfreude in this, Okay. and it's not something that you should actually be proud of, but it's something that when I read, I was like, okay, today just got a little brighter. Uh, Del Rio yes, was over in uh, Europe, in England. He was working a couple shows. He did the What Culture Pro Wrestling uh, show, the Loaded uh, mm-hmm. episode, and then he did a... Taping or an event for, uh I believe it's Paige's parents. That's yeah. The, their AWA.
0: Yeah, it's, I think that's what it's called. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, he did a uh, show with them and he was just at a restaurant uh, before he went and caught his flight home when he was attacked, robbed, stabbed. And it's just like, you look at his arm and it's like, it's all cut up. He's got like a big gash across his head. You don't wish that upon anybody. But finding out that happened to Bertel Del Rio and he's just a smug, like, prick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, wow. See. <laughs> See. <laughs> yeah. See. It's like, um, oh, it's great. Cause like you've seen how he does things that like when he works and like someone like kinda botches something, like he just loses it and ring. Yeah. Like he doesn't have much professionalism. So it's like there's someone out there going like you deserve that. Yeah. Uh and I
0: think his name may be uh Triple H. <laughs> 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 but I uh again, again we don't know. know. Obviously, obviously like we, we don't like getting stabbed. that. Oh, no, no, no. Like, not at all. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't imagine myself being in a situation where I would want to be stabbed. But it's just like, and, and again, it's just kind of like, uh, I, I think he's just, for some reason, when he's on the Indies, he just seems to be so much more charismatic. Like, I think he's much better
1: in the Indies. Because like, yeah, he's got Al-Patron. more control o- over his character, right? El
0: yeah. like, Patron over Del Rio every single day of the week. Every single day of the week, I'll take El Patron.
1: His run in Lucha Libre is the whole reason he got back into WWE. Yeah. Uh, I'll be, to be completely honest, the whole reason he left WWE was because he stood against racism. Yeah. um, Which, you know, good on him. I'm not going to say that that was bad, but, you know, Titus O'Neil, time and place. Time and place.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, that Titus O'Neil stuff. Uh, he, He debuted a new gimmick on Raw, too, which we'll get into.
1: Oh, he's no longer Apollo Creed.
0: No, no, he's 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 pushing the tightest brand. You see.
1: Oh great And
0: he had a press conference and everything and the only person who showed up to that press conference was Tom Phillips <laughs> <laughs> The ever-changing height of Tom Phillips. Yes, uh, the Tomspiracy, as they're calling it um, Well, yes, a- that's that's good. We'll be talking about that on the raw review um, And one last thing quickly. We'll talk about TNA because they are still interview. there they're still around, they're still alive.
1: Uh um, Dixie had a meeting with all the talent after the taping. Yeah. And she said that, you know, she's still majority owner. Uh, there are the other owners are kind of having a little bit of infighting and they some won out, some don't. Yeah. But she's trying to like, you know, keep things calm. And a lot of people in the locker room apparently respected her for that. Yeah. So Which is know. very
0: surprising. Yeah. Because she had not done that in the past. No. And no. so and so it's good to hear that she's taken the step up, but that seems to me. Again, not putting rumors out there, but it seems to me that she still wants that majority control It's yeah. just that she's, but they really want her out, man Like, they really want Dixie out
1: Like, She's going to hold on to that 50.01% hold Oh, it's even more, she eh? dies. Oh.
0: It's, oh, it's even more, it's like 70 or something. I believe it Yeah, like they, th- th- just keeping a hold on it Just A a, a firm hold on it really like and I and I really really want to see what Corgan can do because Corgan has stated that when he takes over if he could take over um, If he could take over TNA, Mm -hmm. he would like change the brand and everything because let's face it and I hope that there's no uh, I hope that there's nobody that will go in and just be like uh, Oh, you're just a TNA hater but let's just be honest here, the brand TNA is very damaged.
1: It's toxic.
0: It's very toxic. Like, I've, I've talked to some fans that used to be TNA fans. Like, they used to just watch TNA, not WWE. Yeah. And they left after... I know one of them left would've, after Styles left.
1: So that would be like, 2012?
0: 2014. Styles left in 2014, I believe.
1: Did he leave? Oh, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, because that was after... I thought he had a two-year run in uh, New Japan.
0: Yeah, he did. Because it was 2014... Or maybe it was 2013. Yeah. It was somewhere around there. I didn't, I didn't watch too much TNA. Um, but, but again, like, it's just toxic. And if they're able to, you know what? To me, it's like, if they could get some money out of the tape library, you know what I mean? And it's like, I understand that they want to keep that because I'm sure it's valuable. But if they could get some money out of the tape library and use that money to just reboot themselves into a yeah. new brand you know what, I'm fine. If they want to just go and do like a complete restart, and I know that's probably not the best idea because it's probably good to have that library in case you wanted to promote something, but you know what, if you really want to go full on out with this total rebrand of TNA. I'd be totally fine if they were just like, you know what? Here's our library. We don't want to be associated with this anymore. We had a co- we had some good years behind us. Yeah. Now it's time to move on and become and make our own destiny because at this point the TNA brand is just so toxic that I don't think it'll help out. But uh, anyways, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get into Monday Night Raw. It is going to be fun, isn't it? gonna be fun on the bun. Oh, it's gonna be great. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9
2: Ottawa's new music. You're listening to the greatest wrestling show on the planet. This is Wrestling With Ideas.
0: And we're back. Back in black. Bow. Bow? (laughs) What? Oh, I see what you're doing. I I thought you said bow. Yeah, yeah, bow. Oh, bow. Bow before me. Oh okay, sorry. No, I'm currently I, bowing right now. Um, My, very sarcastic. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worthy of the gift of Misky. <laughs> so you're on the list. Uh, delete. Yes, <laughs> delete. Um. But yeah. So let's get into Monday Night Raw. I personally didn't
1: find this show very good. I personally don't find many of the shows that good anymore. No. And it's I not mean, to like fault the product. It's just all the people I want to watch are on SmackDown. Yep. Or and, well, actually, NXT's really lagging.
0: Yeah, NXT's that? been uh, NXT hasn't been doing that much better either. Wait. I mean, I think it's because Ward is now working Ryan Ward, the former head writer of uh, NXT. He's now doing the SmackDown stuff. Yeah, I think Ryan Ward is somebody you should have on your writing team because apparently he's able to get into Vince McMahon's ear and and give him good ideas, and we're getting this good TV. So get Ryan Ward some more role. Get get him a bigger role.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because
0: if this guy, because it's like you know what, it's like if. I've always hear about how Vince is uh, the guy that, uh, you know, he's, he's squashing all these writers' stuff and all this stuff, right? Um, but if, if this Ryan Ward guy is able to get into Vince McMahon's ears, because Vince McMahon is overlooking Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. If SmackDown is this good with this writer and he's getting by Vince with all this good stuff, then I, then I question all the writers that they have in on Monday Night Raw right now. I really do because if again, like I always hear after the writers like, oh, we want to do this, we want to do that, blah 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 blah. But it was shot down. But again, it's just like I'm looking at this and it's like, like if this guy can do it, why can't you guys do it? This one guy is having these great ideas, and it's probably not just him. Like I don't want to give like because I'm sure there are other writers on SmackDown that are that are involved. It's a group effort. Like it's a group effort, but it's like as soon as but all of a sudden when Ryan Ward joins in on this group. After the great run on NXT, now SmackDown's having some good television. I'm questioning things a little bit about this writing squad that they've put together. So,
1: Yeah, it kind of leads you to wonder exactly who is the head writer of Raw. Yeah. And how much control does Vince exert over their storylines? Right. Because I understand like what you're saying. Like Vince is basically like if you look at the from the head of a newspaper, like he's the editor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you gotta go with your story ID and you gotta pitch it to him. And it's like I like it, let's write it, let's make it happen. So you go and you get the wrestlers and they go and they do it. And then it happens a few it goes, people love it, people are like It depends what happens. Right. Unfortunately, everything Vince is kind of coming up with is either stale, sorta okay, or just plain garbage. Yeah. And the sort of okay thing is are probably more Triple H than Vince. Because it's like, they come up with it. Vince hates it. Trips is like, okay, well, let's think about it. Well,
0: I think we should use this in a
1: storyline. That sort of deal. And then, you know, they go in the back room. He brings a sledgehammer. (laughs) Yeah. And then they, you know, they, they work it out. Yeah. But it's with SmackDown. SmackDown's phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And it's astonishing with the limited roster
1: that they have that they're able to put on such good television. And Ziggler's relevant again. Yep. The Miz is an incredible heel. Yeah. Ambrose is feuding for the. Championship. Ambrose has this
0: new cockiness to him that I absolutely love. Yeah. Like this tweener, this tweener thing that is going, which I think is perfect for him. Um, Cena's got a new path down on him with SmackDown now, and AJ Styles looks awesome. Like everybody just seems well written. Oh yeah! It just seems so well written, and and everything is just so like everything makes sense. You kind of you understand what's going on. The women's wrestlers, Alexa Bliss, is fantastic on that. Bliss show. is
1: fantastic. El- you have Alexa Becky Bliss, Lynch is your champion who does an amazing job.
0: Straight fire. Yeah,
1: and then you also don't have Sheamus.
0: That's great. That like if you have him he- tagging with Cesaro. Why Tyson kid? Yeah, uh, why Samoa Joe?
1: Why anyone yeah. that has a 33 and one third chance of winning
0: at sacrifice?
1: At sacrifice. Not Cause sacrifice. Cause the don't lie. It's not
0: sacrifice. It's sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> That's how he says it. It's sacrifice. <laughs> um, but let's start off with the opening of the show. We have been rambling on and on and on and on. Hey, we got uh, Lana and Rusev out in the ring. Uh, well. Everyone's favorite couple. Well, it's it's Rain starting off with a promo and saying how he dominated WWE for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but he had never won the United States title until now. Rain says that he be- that because he's the guy, he can come out and represent his family, the Inoi family. Anoa'i family, I think it is, uh, to represent his family on a nightly basis. And then Lana comes out. Thank you, Lana chance start to erupt. During this promo. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know
1: it was a thing either until now uh, I'm quite happy that the fact that the fans are so behind Roman Reigns that they're chanting for Lana So I know
0: I mean Rusev. I love Rusev. He's a great heel uh, But at the same token, it's like I you don't want them uh, Obviously, you don't want
1: them cheering the, the bad guy is Rusev supposed to be the bad guy in this uh, feud cuz
0: Oh, no, he's not. The
1: way it's written, Reigns is the bad guy. Yeah. He- he interrupted the guy's wedding. Threw his bride into the cake. Yep. Ruined her wedding dress. Yep. Um, stole the championship, basically. But Reigns still does that bro thing, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, he's such a bro. Oh, that silly Roman Reigns. Just getting himself in trouble. Oh, shucks, Roman. Did you done in a fight with Rusev again? (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, that little Roman, you pesky little devil, you. You rap scallion! Oh, you're so adorable, Roman. Let's give you a push. Yeah. <laughs> it's just...
1: That's, that's, you, you deserve a title shot. Not the title. <laughs> but know? a title shot. It's not a good title. It's, it's not it's a not bad, bad title. title. It's the, the title. It's just a title. It's a U.S. title. Yeah. Um, you're never going to win an Intercontinental Championship. You're just not good enough.
0: Um... So Lana says Rusev is challenging Reigns to a rematch Uh, Lana kept going on and and Reigns just kept smirking because he's Roman because he's Roman Reigns and uh, Yes, so that's
1: what happened in that promo Uh, I think he kept smirking because yes Everyone involved knows that he can't talk and uh, so
0: what had happened though is
1: uh,
0: Rusev then came out uh, and Stuff happened, essentially, where uh, Reigns got the title um, after they brawled and he dropped the title um, and he picked it up to a mixed reaction. (laughs) So, (laughs) exactly. Um, What does that even mean? (laughs) Uh, Reigns accepted the challenge by Rusev at Hell in a Cell, but he says it will be inside the cell. So this is the second straight year that Roman Reigns will be in a Hell in a Cell match. So
1: that is just great. You can tell by how much I care about that statement. Like, who cares, Roman? Yeah. Give us something we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you just not being involved in a match at all. Yeah. Maybe not. Just Uh, sit at the sidelines. (laughs) Watch Dean Ambrose win.
0: Yes. Um, Next up, after commercial break, we got TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick. They were hyping this up as a cruiserweight title matchup. Brian Kendrick won in a non-title matchup. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, okay?
1: Standard match.
0: Uh, it, uh, uh, yeah, um, so the match <laughs> itself was uh the match itself, I actually really like the match. It's just that when Kendrick uh Kendrick uh won, he did he uh put on the captain's hook for the uh for the title win. And uh, I was excited. I was happy about that. And then I realized uh, this wasn't a title match. No. No. You see, what had happened was they had been hyping up this title, uh, this match as a rematch for the title for a week. They had been hyping this up. Now, me personally, I didn't see anything where it said it wasn't a title match. Did they, like, change it in the pre-show? Yeah, maybe they did, but I didn't watch the pre-show because, you know, we're college students. We got way too much time on our hands to be looking through five hours of stuff for one program, four hours or whatever this the, show is.
1: This is just for Raw. This isn't with SmackDown. This isn't with NXT. This isn't with the pay per views that come every two weeks. Yeah, just Raw. Exactly.
0: So uh, it's so Perkins clutched the title. I was very confused, and then I realized this is a non title matchup. So, good job, guys. Way to really promote this cruiserweight title matchup by not changing the hands of the cruiserweight title.
1: No, they, they made a terrible mistake. I hate them for it. They yep. all deserve to die.
0: <laughs> well, let's not go that
1: far. I hate them, and they <laughs> deserve to have horrible things happen to them. This Ouch. was a bad program, and they deserve to know about it. Ouch. They're on the list. They're on the list. That's going on the list. Um, speaking sp- of that list gimmick, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing I enjoy watching on Raw half the time. Just Jericho's just
0: so entertaining. Yeah. He's able to just change his character so well with the times and just adapt. It's just so great. You um, go get him, Jericho. <laughs> you go get him, Jericho. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh. We'll, we'll talk about this sit-down interview with Seth Rollins, and then we'll go to commercial. Um, so essentially what had happened was uh, Rollins right now is dealing with a rib injury is what they're saying. Um, but it oh, sounds like are that. Are you trying
1: to tell me that he was ribbed?
0: Oh, boo. We should just go to commercial after that. <laughs> um, but uh, he has a rib injury, and uh, Rollins says Kevin Owens won the Universal title but he didn't beat him. He was handed the title by Triple H and he says he deserves a rematch, especially after Clash of Champions with all the interference. Rollins says Triple H can't really replace him with Owens. His eyes are wide open now and he sees things completely differently. He's going to tear down the machine piece by piece and that starts with Owens. And if he gets his rematch he says he's going to cancel the Kevin Owens show and prove to the entire world that he's still the man! As he likes to put it.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. So uh, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk about Braun Strowman versus the love child of Adam Cole and Chris Hero, Chase Silver. And uh, we're also going to talk about Sami Zayn versus Titus O'Neil and the new gimmick that Titus O'Neil debuted on this show. All this and the fantastic main event. For the women's title and more, you're listening to Wrestling with Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's
2: new music. For all your raw reviews, wrestling interviews, and opinions, this is Wrestling with Ideas. Welcome back to the show. Wrestling with Ideas
0: here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk what? about Braun Strowman versus Adam Hero for a minute. <laughs> Or, sorry, sorry, I made a mistake. Chris, Chris Cole. Cole. Yeah. Um, you see, uh, we got our standard uh, jobber match. Braun Strowman versus Chase Silver. And, of course, with every jobber opponent, Braun Strow- or sorry, Byron Saxton, uh, interviews the opponent. And uh, Chase Silver said he had just moved from Idaho to Hollywood where your dreams come true. And he had a dream that he would beat Braun
1: Strowman. <laughs> 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 that was fantastic. You know what? I'll give them credit. They're being really creative with these bits. Yeah, no, they're funny. Like,
0: I think it's I think it's starting. Unfortunately, to get to the point where the jobbers are starting to get
1: more over. Yeah. Than Braun Strowman. The same with like Nia Jack. She's not going over well. No. Uh, I d- was she even on this show? I don't even. Know. I don't. I don't even remember. But are they, it makes me wonder if they're going for some sort of power couple dynamic where they have Braun Strowman and Nia Jax. The power couple. Yeah. Maybe that's what
0: you call them, the power
1: couple. Yeah. That and, and that. will be uh, their tag team name. Yeah,
0: and then that, and then the moment happens where they actually become into a relationship in real life, because art imitates
1: life sometimes. Uh, exactly. And then you know what they could do? What? They could have Enzo and Sasha team up against them. How you doing? How you doing? Ooh, and maybe we could start a
0: mixed tag division.
1: That would imply that they'd have to mix up the tags. Yes. That wouldn't happen. No one won? Vince is very staunch about having pretty ladies and John Cena.
0: Mm -hmm. He
1: wants a lot of pretty ladies and Mm -hmm. one John Cena.
0: Exactly. So uh, we got some hype. Uh, Of course, Strowman won. Uh, The Scoop... Uh, And the power slam for the win on Adam Hero, uh, or Chase Silver, whoever you want to call him, or
1: Uh, or or Chase Cole Hero,
0: a Chase Cole Hero. We need a Chase Cole Hero. (laughs) Got stars (laughs) in his eyes. (laughs) Um, And
1: you say I do terrible puns. Oh, I do.
0: I do awful puns. I. I, There's no denying that from me.
1: Oh goodness. Um, All of our three audience members have now killed themselves (laughs) after hearing that. Yeah, you're
0: very down today. (laughs)
1: I've been here for too many years.
0: This man. <laughs> is like from the Titanic. I've, seen, I've been here for 84 years.
1: I've seen Dudley boys on fire with tables. <laughs> and this is
0: where we've come. You know, we went from attitude era to this. And all um, those
1: moments are lost like so, tears in the so, rain.
0: So we had a backstage segment hyping up the women's title matchup as the main event. We saw Sasha Banks warming up. And Bailey appeared. She wished her. Uh, it was her that was going out there to dethrone uh, Mrs. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Um, but Sasha says she's going to make history night, and she wants to dethrone the wannabe queen and take control of the division. And Bailey wishes her good luck. I'm so excited for Bailey versus Sasha Banks when Sasha Banks finally turns heel, because God knows that character needs a heel turn right now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, Sasha Banks is incredibly boring, and the whole motif of the boss implies. That you're a bad person. Yeah. Like she could do a total Donald Trump style, Mm -hmm. the boss, and it would be great. You know, just have her come in and be like, I wanna make the women's division great again. Mm -hmm. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna build a wall (laughs) and we're gonna make Ric Flair pay for it. (laughs) We're gonna make Ric Flair, woo!
0: They're gonna have to take a trip on Space Mountain in order to build that wall. It's gonna be a woo! (laughs) Um, So we go to the rain. Out comes Chris Jericho with Kevin Owens, the best friends of the, uh, they are the Chuck Taylor and Trent of the WWE, the best friends of this, uh, of this, uh, segment. Owens cut a promo on Seth Rollins, and he said that Michael Cole sucked in the interview, which, uh, I always love it when Mike, uh, when, uh, Owens, uh, insults Michael Cole. Um, Owens talks about how Rollins lost and doesn't deserve a rematch, and Owens says if, re- uh, Rollins does weasel his way into a rematch. He wants Jericho to be the special guest referee. Um, Jericho said it was not a terrible idea, but Owens may be thinking a bit short-sighted since he has ideas of his own, and he implies that they should challenge the Raw Tag Team Champions the new day. Jericho Tag Team Champions. That'd be great. Um, The fans chanted yes, and Jericho told them to shut up.
1: (laughs) I just love how that's what his character is. The fans are behind his idea, and he calls them stupid idiots. Yes. (laughs) There was my idea. I came up with it. Don't you cheer for it. Owens loved
0: the idea of Jericho as champions, but Cesaro and Sheamus already have a title shot lined up, and uh, Jericho kept trying to convince Owens that it's a good idea, and... uh, then, The New Day came out, and uh, Jericho and Owens had, had a fight with The New Day, and uh, they traded some shots and saying that Owens and Jericho weren't dressed to wrestle. Um, so then we move on to Sami Zayn versus Titus O'Neil. Where is Sami Zayn going? I don't Why are they not pushing this guy?
1: No, I just have one very, very important question. Okay. Did he win? Yes. Okay. But you see, Sami Sane wasn't the focus of this. No, it was Titus O'Neil.
0: Titus O'Neil, you see, we got a video. You know how they have the little promo segments on the side? Yeah. Titus came out announcing that he's going to be promoting the Titus brand. Where everything is Titus, and Titus is everything. Okay? The Titus brand. And here's how the notes go. Titus announcing the Titus brand, where everything is Titus and Titus is everything. Sammy ends up getting the win with a haluva kick. That's, how, that's, all, that's it. <laughs> that's all the notes I have. Um, so the winner was Sammy Zane. You see, <laughs> that sounds what was, like match of the year right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You see what happened, though? Fight forever. You see, they did an online segment where Titus O'Neil had a press conference after the loss but the only person in attendance was Tom Phillips. <laughs> Yet somehow, somehow in that segment, Tom Phillips was the one that looked better in the segment than Titus O'Neill. Because you see, Tom Phillips was the only one in this uh, segment, in this, in this press conference. Alec Miski is breaking down to laughter right now. But Tom Phillips was the only one in this segment. He actually rose his hand to speak. Like, like there were other people waiting to talk to Titus O'Neill. But he rose his hand to speak, and he shook, and he actually asked a legitimate question that you would ask at a press conference. Not, why am I the only one here right now? He's like, what were your thoughts on the loss, or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that happened in this segment. Somehow, someway, in an online segment, Titus O'Neil still looked like a lesser person, and Tom Phillips was the one that got over.
1: I bet he took the whole Phil Brooks angle. It was like they said it couldn't last a minute. It lasted (laughs) two. Oh, my Lord. This, uh, I'm. (sighs) I'm flabbergasted. Ah! I I think we need to just take a quick break, come back, center ourselves after this terrible Titus O'Neil bit.
0: No, no, no. We need need to get one more. We need to get one more segment
1: in. We need need to? We need to get one more segment in because it involves your
0: favorite tag
1: team. Oh my God! Is it's it Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson? The club? Yes. No, no, be? no. It's it's who are North they North going up against on, It's going to be the best match ever. Oh, uh, they're facing the Golden Truth. <laughs> you see, there are not enough tables in this room to flip.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, but yes, the Golden Truth. Um, they were around. Are they back again? Oh, they're still a
1: team. Oh God. Oh yes, but you see, the fortunate thing is Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson won. That that's something I'm just waiting for uh, Dustin Rhodes to cut a nice shoot promo like he did in WCW mm. After he came out as seven and
0: said he didn't really want the gimmick Yeah, uh, WCW. right after they fired
1: his dad. Yeah,
0: isn't that great?
1: I love shoots.
0: Oh, uh, you just got to love shoot interviews, especially
1: WCW shoot interviews. Oh my God, those are the best. It's like, mm. they didn't even bother stopping the yep. camera. It's like, oh, hey, we could stop filming right now. It's like, no, 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 nah. no. This is comedy gold right here. Like, um, keep rolling. I'm trying to lose my job. So, uh, so
0: at least the club one. But boy, are they feeling the effects of not having AJ Styles?
1: Yeah, I mean they have completely stalled. They're not getting a tag title shot. They're having to wait for Cesaro and Sheamus to do yep. their tag title match. The New Day is clearly going to retain. They're yep. not losing it anytime soon, which is kind of dumb. Yeah, uh, I mean I don't mind them holding the belts, but they have to drop them and pick them up again. Like it's not, it's not just the, oh hey hey, it's see the Mm -hmm. WWF days where we can hold a title for 10 years and make a whole career out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm Bob Backlund.
0: (laughs) Um, So uh, with that, we'll take now we'll take the quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Chris Jericho's interaction with Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson. This was in L.A., by the way. Um, We'll also get to New Day versus Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. And then we'll also get to our other cruiserweight matchup and the women's title match, which was fantastic. Uh, So stay tuned to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new
2: music. For all your raw reviews, wrestling opinions, and wrestling interviews, this is Wrestling With Ideas.
0: Welcome back to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. And uh, we're continuing on with the Raw Review. Of course, I'm Zach McKibben. He's Alec Miski. Miski has almost broken.
1: He's I turned am broken. Into,
0: he has turned into broken Alec Miski. Delete! <laughs> he Hopefully he doesn't delete our audio file right now.
1: Can I just be completely honest? Sure. The whole kayfabe story of Matt Hardy being electrocuted... And then, like losing more of himself and becoming even more broken, he could see and smell colors. Yes, like I love how absurd it is. Mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: this this character of Matt Hardy is just—it's one of the best characters in wrestling right now.
1: I mean, I don't know. Because it's just so over the top, ridiculous, but it's so entertaining to watch. And like, it's just—he almost has like that Kenny Omega hairstyle. Yeah. With the uh, in-ring style of a young Matt Hardy. Yeah. And the insanity of a macho man mixed with Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. on crack. Yes. And it's fantastic. It's, it, it's, it's so entertaining. And somehow TNA is up for sale. Yeah, I know, right? Like,
0: Imagine if Matt Hardy were to buy TNA.
1: Oh my god. And then and then be like broken
0: TNA. And that's how they rebranded themselves. That's how they did the whole rebranding is they broke TNA. And so, that's, so they had to rebrand into Matt Hardy's version of a wrestling company. I would watch that at an instant.
1: Could you just imagine their YouTube
0: channel? Oh, it'd be fantastic. It'd be a broken YouTube channel. That would be... Like, links would go somewhere else instead of the actual YouTube channel. You know what I mean? It'd be like uh, broken
1: links... You'd have Broken a, videos. You'd have AJ Styles be like, where's my title match from four years ago? <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> uh,
0: man. Uh, uh, obsolete mule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. All right. So, uh, so Owens and Jericho are walking backstage getting ready for their match against The New Day. They encountered actors Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson, who you may f- remember from that 70s show. Um, but also, you may know that they are going to be, they have their own Netflix show. Yes. And, uh, I have- What's it pl- called? The Ranch? No, but it's, uh, I think it's one of those, like, it's, uh, appara- I, I all I know is the storyline is, is they're both brothers in this, and the, one of the brothers went to Canada to play football, because, you know, Canadian football. Then he goes back to his home state of Arkansas, I think it is. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and, uh, tries to fit back into his society. Funny enough, it's a dramedy, but it's got the studio live audience where they do the laughing. It's a really weird concept, but I've watched the show and it's actually not that bad.
1: It's not like it's better than raw.
0: Oh, it's better better than raw, but it's got, uh, it's got the Sam Elliott guy in it too. And, and when Sam Elliott is in stuff, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, I'm talking about the dude here. Um, so uh, They encountered Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson. Uh Jericho threatened to put both of them on the list and then Masterson Masterson took the clipboard and mocked the list mm-hmm. More back and forth between the two sides and Kutcher and Masterson will be ringside for the match Isn't that great? Oh, it's gonna make it a
1: barn burner. Um, let's be honest here. There I was a mean, nice little segment. Oh, sorry. Go ahead This is almost as good as having David Arquette and Scott can there mmm right. put a belt on him Russo <laughs> yeah. put a belt on him um, We had a nice little segment
0: here obviously about because uh, th- it is breast cancer awareness month Enzo Amore and Big Cass were in the ring, and they presented three breast cancer survivors uh, with custom title belts. Um, that's actually a nice touch. That's that's very nice. that's very nice. That's very nice. Yeah, no no insults on our side or anything like that. Just Ooh. very nice stuff. Good job, WWE, on that. Great stuff. Um, the New Day versus Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. I was actually really looking forward to this, but it just kind of just got goofy. Um, Almost so, immediately. Yeah, so Biggie and Xavier Woods won. Um... So, uh, what had happened was uh, Masterson and were on commentary, um, and uh, just a bunch of back and forth. Really, it, it was a standard match. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, what had really happened was Owens came in and hit a corner cannonball, and Biggie kicked out a two. And uh, Woods and Biggie hit the midnight hour um, after Seth Rollins ran down and distracted the heels. They got the pin on Owens, I believe, nice. if not Jericho. But still, um, so after the match, Rollins hit a pedigree on Chris Jericho, um, and that's what happened.
1: Why did Roll- why was Rollins there?
0: Uh, you see, he's feuding with, you see, he's, they were told he wasn't supposed to be in L.A., but he was. I love L.A. Yep, me too. Um, so we had a backstage segment with Tom Phillips. <laughs> Data Brooke and Charlotte. Charlotte says she will expose Sasha's sor- shortcomings and make her history after tonight. Is that a short joke? Maybe I'm not sure. If Alexa Bliss was in the presence, maybe it was. <laughs> but uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, so oh. back from the break and Stephanie McMahon approached Seth Rollins, I cringe because I n- figured I saw where we were going with this. Uh, and Stephanie approached Seth R- Rollins, wondering why he's here because he's not clear to wrestle. Rollins says he isn't going to listen to Stephanie anymore And he said the second biggest mistake Triple H made was costing him the title and the first was marrying Stephanie McMahon That's a straight-up lie. That is a straight-up lie
1: No, that was the best decision he ever made no like <laughs> he obviously they love each other family
0: I, they, they obviously love each other good on them, but that was probably the best thing they did was to marry Stephanie McMahon
1: Rollins threatened to burn raw down if he doesn't get a title shot <laughs> He's turning into Dean Ambrose. Ah, ah. I'm going to burn down raw.
0: So uh, then we had our cruiserweight matchup. Tony Nese versus Rich Swan. I'm so excited for the upcoming matchup uh, between Tony Nese and Adrian Neville when when that eventually happens.
1: Is Neville part of the cruiserweight? No, not as... he's definitely like that size. He's
0: healthy. He's ready to go. I don't know why they're not doing anything with it. I guess apparently not
1: only gravity, but... WWE yeah. forgot
0: about. Yeah, it's, it, the man that WWE forgot.
1: Adrian Neville.
0: Yeah, which is really sucks because it's like, you look at the guy, he's like, he's put together, he's a high flyer. Oh, well.
1: I so, still think one of his best bits was when Rollins was trying to track down uh, the demon side of Finn Balor. And yeah. Neville's just like, I faced off against the demon. It's like, you're not ready. <laughs> yeah, no. Um,
0: so Tony Nese won after a good back and forth matchup. He won with a pump handle driver. Um, so uh, that was pretty good. It was a good back and forth match. Rich Swan, I think, is going to get over pretty soon. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a very charismatic. Yeah, he's a good worker and very charismatic as well. And I think that'll help out. I think the problem is, is like they're talking about storylines and all this stuff. And uh, I was listening to the Solid Monster Sounds Off, and he was saying, you know, s- storylines are one thing, but it's it sucks when people boo uh, the cruiserweights. Um, and when when uh, they're putting on this fantastic matchup and WCW didn't really have to worry about Building up storylines with their cruiserweights when they were around. Of course WCW. not they had Billy Kidman. <laughs> oh, yeah The great cruiserweight Billy Kidman who pinned Hulk Hogan
1: <laughs> with help but uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I don't know if that means he had to have help like crawling on top of Hulk Hogan <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: like somebody places body on Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. but Hulk Hogan still somehow looks strong in it You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's classic Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyways, yes, Tony needs one. He's
1: got 26 inch pythons. Yes, Billy Kidman just couldn't get up on his own.
0: You no, you see, Terry Bollea, uh has doesn't have a 26 inch python. <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan that has the 26 inch pythons. Do you remember this for the lawsuit? Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh man. Uh, so, uh, it was just so we had the makeshift tag team of Cesaro and Sheamus facing off against Mark Carradine and Raul White in a. So, in a what type of jobbers were these? Tag team jobbers. Ah, a two mm-hmm. for one deal. Yeah, except it was two for two.
1: Well, I mean, they could only need one Cesaro to be self-answering. You might right. need one and a half Sheamus's, mm-hmm. especially after that viral image of him carving something inside of his head that was completely fake. They talk to you. They understand. They yeah. talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> they do talk. To you. <laughs> they talk to me. Um,
0: so uh, Cesaro and Sheamus won. You know, all honest in all honesty, a Cesaro and Sheamus tag
1: team actually intrigues me a lot. But it's just like I just want to see the twist when they fall apart. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I want. And like, if they keep them together for a whole year, then it's just it's not worth it. It has to run the like two or three pay per view course where they win. Then they lose, and then they're, like, about to win, and that's when one of them realizes, hey, I don't like you, Cesaro, bro-kick to the face. Yeah. Because, so, oh, maybe we get a Cesaro heel. T- no, Cesaro didn't work out as well as a heel. No. Heel. No, I keep Cesaro as a babyface. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he too had good in and it didn't work.
0: No. Well, that and because he was just completely overshadowed by Lesnar.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, ever, anyone is. Have you seen the shadow he cast? The guy's Sh- eyebrow sticks out like a whole foot.
0: Yeah. Huge, pro magnan Huge. Um, so uh, with that, we're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the main event segment, the women's title match, which was for sure the best part of this show. Uh, you're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music.
2: You're listening to the greatest wrestling show on the planet. This is Wrestling With Ideas. And we're back. Back it- again.
0: CKDJ1079 Ottawa's New Music. This is wrestling with ideas.
1: So and now before we get into this, I just have one question for you. Do you remember the last time there was a main event match at Raw that had women's title championship on the line or divas that you're actually interested in? Lita and St- Stratus. That's that's what I mean. Like how yeah. long ago was that? About 15 years? Quite a while ago. Yeah. So, this is actually a pretty big moment for Raw. Yeah. And one that I think all you Tumblr folks should jump right yeah, on. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Because um, they, they listened to us. Oh, and it was a fantastic match, too. Oh, but, f- hands down. But before we get into that, there was a backstage segment. Charlotte and Dana were walking backstage. They see Bailey and start mocking her. Uh, Charlotte walked off, but Dana stayed behind to continue humiliating Bailey. Bailey had enough and beat up. Uh, Dana Brooke and stood tall. So I, 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 I like what they're doing with that because it makes it's setting it, up a feud. Yeah. And it makes the baby face look like they're standing up for themselves. Yeah. That sort of thing. And not like taking the abuse, which is great. We need to see more of that with the male wrestlers as well.
1: Yeah, Seamus, word of the wise, stand up for yourself, man. Yeah. Don't, don't let all those big, strong guys push you around because you're pale and red-haired. You're um, good, too. Just because there's a couple English folk in this locker room doesn't mean your Irish heritage is less than.
0: So we have the women's title match, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Uh, again, another match between these two. And they, always, they usually have good n- matches. The SummerSlam match, I didn't find that great. Because I just thought it was just so botchy and very and very dangerous when I'm watching it.
1: Now, just before this, is this actually for a title? i yes. like, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm the like title the did change match. hands.
0: The title did change hands. It did change hands. It did. She held the title up high.
1: Is she crying? Yes. Good on you.
0: Because you see, uh, and I'll tell you this after. Um, so we had. Sasha hitting an early dive to the outside and she almost killed herself again
1: (laughs) This is becoming like a standard thing for her matches where she she doesn't necessarily botch it, but it gets botched hard
0: Yeah, like she does the dive But then she did like a turn where it tried to do a splash, but she but but when she turned it was more like headfirst Yeah going into the mat and so it's like Like either she needs to stop doing dives or somebody needs to teach her how to do dives because they're not good Cause she's just like, she kill she almost kills herself with these topes. A lot of these wrestlers are almost killing themselves with these topes.
1: Especially like Cesaro last week.
0: Yeah. And mm. like it's, the matches are just starting to get similar now. Like people are starting to catch on. Like now they just build up to the big tope spot. Yeah. Which, but, but that's almost every match. Like there's no variation in the matches anymore. That's why not a lot of people are
1: watching. Well, I mean, it's the same structure, you know what I mean? It starts off. They kind of grapple a little bit, throw around, working in the corner, do a couple spots, come up, slide, jump back and forth off the ropes, couple clotheslines, throw a person out of the ring. You know, then they take that 30-second breather where they're kind of out of the ring but lying on the ground and they're yep. counting slowly to 10. Then they both get up, or get rolled back into the ring, kind of mope around there for a little bit, a couple more spots, land a finisher, two count. I'm, this is basically how the matches go. You're not even talking about this match. This is just every freaking yeah. match, and 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 like that. And that was the first three minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, uh, but this match was really good. Don't get us
0: wrong. It was just, just like you can start to see the repetition in a lot of these matches. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think a lot of people are just tuning out because they're starting to like they're good matches, but they're the same matches. You know what I mean? At least with some of the bad matches, they were different in the sense that they weren't built up properly and you'd be like, oh, that was a bad match. You know what I mean?
1: It kind of feels like the Simpsons where their current product is still really good. But if you've seen the old product, it's it's, there's nothing keeping you there. Cause it's the same thing done again.
0: Exactly. Um, uh, one of the big moments for me was Charlotte hitting a big corkscrew moonsault. Yeah, it was. Wow. Now I think Sa- Sasha obviously helped a little bit, because you kind of saw her adjust so that she could catch uh, Charlotte over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, which,
1: is, which is important to keep in mind here because Sasha usually doesn't do that.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but Charlotte probably has the best moonsault in wrestling.
1: Today, at least.
0: She's She's got a very good moonsault. And, I mean, and it helps that she's really athletic, too. It's not from the Brock Lesnar school of moonsaulting? No. Or shooting star presses? Oh, God. Yeah. But, uh, no, but they told a really good story here. Charlotte got frustrated at the end and yells at Sasha to stay down. Sasha ended up catching Charlotte in the bank statement out of nowhere, turned it into a pin attempt, but Sasha got right back into the submission. Charlotte tapped out, and your new Raw Women's Champion is Sasha Banks for the second straight time.
1: Yeah, Um, I kind of like that she's holding it because I don't want Charlotte with the belt. mm -hmm. not going to this pay-per-view. You need to let Charlotte drop out of the main event scene. And kind of have her, you know, work back up her credibility. Maybe have her and Dana Brooke tag team for a little bit and take on...
0: Or Charlotte versus Paige. Charlotte like, versus Paige. Versus oh, uh, I forgot to mention this, too. They, d- they announced a, the, new, the return of Emma. Nice. As Emmalina. Not nice. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, well, who's Emmalina? Sp- Emma. Yeah, but what's Emmalina? Lena? You see, it's the
0: transformation of Emma into Emmalina. Yes, I know. <laughs> 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 like, because, you know, they've got to change the gimmick for it. And, and, and I was going through Twitter and people were like, oh, how can you complain about it already? Because it's, it's like you're already changing a good thing. You don't need to change stuff that doesn't need to be fixed. Like, I'm so upset at the people, like, here's the thing with Twitter. Twitter always bugs me when I watch Raw, because oh. sometimes it's like, oh, they're always like, oh, people are just complaining. Can people just start to use their brains a little bit when about this these complaints? A lot of these complaints are pretty legitimate. Like, why does Emma need a gimmick change? Yep. Why does she need a gimmick change? Like, I'm sure it will probably work in the end, and if it does work, good on them for taking the risk. But why did you need to make the change in the first place? especially when you're so low on talent in that raw women's division. The only real factors in that division right now are Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey.
1: Yep. And at the end of the day, it's really just Charlotte and Sasha. Yeah. Cause Bailey hasn't been established on the main roster, mm-hmm. which she's in the process of doing. I'm not saying she's not right, but it's, it's still something that has to kind of grow into. Yeah. You can't just be like, "Oh, hey, hey, you're the new Roman Reigns. Go have it, at kid. Yeah, exactly. Actually, the crowd would be behind her almost instantly. Yeah, so that's that's
0: not. That's a different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like for the people that keep complaining about that, can can we just start using our brains a little bit here? Like we're not just like a lot of times wrestling fans do complain, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But like there are there are moments where we complain where we le- where we're legitimately confused on what's going on, and that's why we criticize and critique it. Yep.
1: You know what I mean? And I think you put it best uh, last week when you said that somehow, in a best-of-seven match, they managed to do 50-50 booking. Yes.
0: Somehow, some way they were able to do that. Because now they both get title shots, and they both look equal.
1: Yeah. Like, Like, it it makes no sense. It blows your mind. Especially when you're supposed to, like, the original angle going into it was Sheamus goes up by three, Cesaro's injured, he overcomes it. Yeah, That would have been fine. End it right there. Give him the IC title shot. Send him to SmackDown. You mean the US title shot. Oh, you know, oh, the Smack. Oh, you want him? Yeah, I got you. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, like just send him to SmackDown. Have him dethrone The Miz because The Miz doesn't have someone who he can lose to. Yeah. He has people he can feud with. Yeah. The Ziggler match was amazing. Yeah. But it's like you know, at the end of the day, what's gonna happen? Dolph's gonna call his mom. Said he tried his best. Exactly. So,
0: anyways, that was Raw. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of this show.
1: No. Five out of ten.
0: Five out of ten. I'm gonna give it a Bret Hart out of ten.
1: A Bret Hart out of <laughs> it's, ten. Um, Is that like a three? And I'm gonna
0: blame it on Seth Rollins. Is that a three? Because it wasn't technically sound. Yeah, yes. No. And I'm also gonna blame it on Seth Rollins because he sucks.
1: Sethy Sethy Rollins.
0: You know you know that whole deal with Bret Hart yeah, yeah. going after Seth Rollins. So. Well,
1: because he he injures people. Right. Yeah.
0: With the turnbuckle powerbomb. And, and Bret Hart never injured anybody.
1: Never in his life. Never. Never once did he ever injure anybody. Which I
0: think is a fact, actually.
1: He injured himself. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's true.
0: Shots yeah. to the head. And on <laughs> that bombshell... This has been Wrestling was, With Ideas. Yeah, so uh, next week we're going to start implementing more SmackDown stuff. We're going to get some new hosts in, and uh, they'll be taking over SmackDown Live. So for all you SmackDown Live lovers, you'll be getting that. Plus, we're trying to build up, uh, get some more interviews uh, for the next couple of weeks. I so. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to a couple of people. We got one that... If it really materializes, this could be really big. Yeah. Um, oh, oh. It'd be, it'll be really good. He's so, a big star. Yeah. So uh, with that, uh, thanks again for tuning in to Wrestling With Ideas. You can listen to us again every Thursday from 6 to 7. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, uh, Player FM. And uh, we are also got a SoundCloud account now. So it's up on SoundCloud. You can listen there and also listen to us on Podbean. Share the podcast. Let people know what we're doing here in the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas. But until then, guys,
2: have a good one. You have just listened to the greatest wrestling show on the planet. Keep updated with everything going on with Wrestling With Ideas by following us on Twitter or leaving a like on the Wrestling With Ideas Facebook page. Listen to archived episodes of the show on Podbean and the Podbean app. Or take a listen on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Player FM. We will be back next week to wrestle with ideas.